Welcome to Faith Boosters. Get your notebook and pen ready. Get your attitude ready and your heart ready. Sit back and let's learn together. Let's pray. Let's pray as we start our time together today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for yet another time in your presence, in your word. We thank you for the gift of social media and for the gift of Facebook and for the gift of your word. I thank you, Lord, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I thank you that today as we get in your word, our faith is going to be boosted. Our faith is going to be built up. Our faith is going to be re-energized where it has fallen a little bit asleep. It's going to be awakened, Lord. I thank you that this is going to be a great 30 minutes spent together. As we get in your word, Lord, may, may, may there be just an aliveness and an awakeness that comes upon us as we hear your word today. We give you thanks. Our hearts are open to you. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So today I have such a good word on my heart. I sent out a message earlier saying if you are able to, you should read Numbers 13 and 14. Um, because that's where I sort of got stuck last week during my, my study. And I, I, I allow to get stuck. When I get stuck somewhere, I allow to stay there. It's not a marathon. And allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me. And I think if you read the story, you, you, you've, you probably already have a clue where we are going this evening, right? Um, so I want to start by telling you a story. Uh, um, I think it was 2012. 2012 was my first time to travel alone by, by airplane. I remember it was a Sunday, I left garage and I was late for my flight. And Emirates does not take uh, your story and your tears and whatever. So, and I had a training. It was a business training. It was a work trip. So it wasn't, I was going on holiday, so I'm late by a day ETC. I went to the airport and I was late by a few minutes. And so I had to book for the next day. So I booked for the next day and I found this gentleman that, that, that the day when I, I really, I even cried because I was like, I'm in so much trouble. The company paid. Now I need to pay another $100 to reschedule my flight. And I rescheduled the flight. So there was a gentleman there who saw me go through the pain. And he said, you know, tomorrow when you come, I'll make sure you're comfortable. Don't worry about it. So I came back home. The next day I went, I found this gentleman waiting. Very kind man. And he works at Emirates. So because he had access... Yeah, when I came, he remembered me. He said not to worry. Then he asked, he, to, he decided to take me to the VIP lounge. Mm. So already I'm suspicious. Mm? Why is he taking me to the VIP lounge? Me, I'm in the economy. I go there, I'm finding ministers sitting there in this VIP lounge. What? He tells me, drink and eat anything you want. Don't worry about it. Ah. <laughs> hey, red flags. I'm like, hey, I know what my mother told me about people, men who offer gifts, please. No. You know, so I refuse to take the juice. I'm thirsty, but I'm like, I'll wait for the juice on the plane or the one which I pay for. Mm, I'm not going to allow gifts from a man who I just met yesterday. And he met me when I was vulnerable. So anyway, I but I allowed to go into the VIP lounge. Was like, oh, it's safe. I'm just not going to eat it. So when he came back at the end, when it was time to go on the flight, he's like, um... As in, there's, they're not charging anything. He's like, you didn't eat, you didn't drink. I told him, no, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> My friend, you, you found me looking. I'm trying to help our international friends who are watching who may not know on Sanzi and Daba. But I refused to take the offer. And he, he, he was like, okay, you know, but you should have drunk something, you know. So I left the VIP lounge having drunk nothing, very thirsty, 
we are getting on the plane now he wants to upgrade me <laughs> oh, la, 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 la. please understand this was my first time to fly by myself the day before i had missed a flight this guy is being so kind to me he first offers me to go to a vip lounge now i've come out he wants to upgrade me to first class i say no he says okay business class i say mm -mm. Mm -mm. i'm happy in economy i guess he realized this one there's no winning so he's like okay he gave me his card he said if you get to dubai and you have any issues please send me a message i'll make sure that you're sorted etc ah, i gave him my i gave him my my card as well but i kept flashing my ring showing him that <laughs> i'm married eventually you know i traveled economy i go to dubai um life as usual a few months later I eventually met this guy again and found out he was actually a believer he even introduced me to his wife then you know i, I started to feel embarrassed because <laughs> then his wife told me oh, my husband told me when he met you and he tried to even upgrade you how you refused and you kept flashing your ring he thought he was hitting on you oops <laughs> do you know what happened to me unbelief robbed me of opportunity i was too suspicious to receive blessing i was too suspicious to allow this person to eat food in the VIP lounge when he sent me there and then to even be upgraded when he decided to upgrade me. I missed a free upgrade on Emirates, you people. I missed a free upgrade on Emirates because of suspicion. Suspicion, which sometimes we call wisdom. But sometimes it's unbelief. It's just unbelief. And, and today I'm, I'm, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been robbed by unbelief? Are you being robbed right now by unbelief and you're calling it being wise, uh, being realistic, being clever? Being, Jeremy, as you said, hey, it's okay, you married a mnyachalo. It takes two to know another. Totango. But seriously, sometimes we are too suspicious to even receive from God. Me, I've just told you one of my stories of how I failed to receive from God a free upgrade because I was simply too suspicious to receive from God completely and the man was watching me and going okay i mean she's too suspicious um and guess what there are people who for them they are like you're joking me and my husband is one of those photos me you take it you, you get the money bring it we eat it like what's the problem why are you always suspicious because my mother trained me well don't take gifts from men but some of us it's not it's not even men it's god that god has offered to upgrade your life god has given you a word for your life God has spoken in two areas of your life that you have decided you must be suspicious. So you're trading so carefully. You're mixing poison with good food. And of course, you end up eating poison. Friends, today I'm hoping that by the time I finish teaching you, you are going to be as angry about unbelief as I am currently in my life right now. I am so angry at unbelief. I am so, I have, it's like I'm getting to understand how poisonous unbelief is. And some of us are such bad receivers that God is not able to get through to us because we are even suspicious of God. We are even suspicious of God. We, unbelief is terrible. So today I want to show you a group of people in the Bible. By the way, I have my cute Bibles. Last week I showed you one of my Bibles. I show you another one. I don't think you can see it. The light is too bright for you to see it. Oh, here, here, here. Almost, almost, almost. You see that Bible? I have such cute Bibles. You guys, look at my at my what? This is what I use to mark my Bible. <laughs> Seriously, in, in the book of Numbers, 
um hannah you're already angry not yet you're not yet about to be angry my friend you're about to see a group of people who are so used to a bad life you know when you look at the israelites you guys i think we judge them too harshly when you've been enslaved for hundreds of years hundreds your great-grandparents were slaves your grandparents were slaves your parents were slaves and you're like fourth generation slaves you're like five, five fifth generation slaves maybe for you it's not slavery in the sense of you're a slave in a home but you're enslaved by poverty so you you think small dreams when you're enslaved by the belief that marriages don't work you're enslaved by uh, bitterness you're enslaved by um, obukodo you're enslaved by maybe sexual immorality there's an, a, a thing that has been in your lineage for years that you've now embraced as a way of life and other people can't understand that why can't you get over that thing what is the problem but these people had been slaves for 400 years it was so hard for them to believe god and receive from him i like i like the luganda word for believe i don't know how to say it in english but you guys what does what is what, what is the luganda word for believe okukiriza to allow and what's the opposite of okukiriza okugana when you don't believe god basically you kugana him you refuse to receive from him you cannot kukidiza and kugana at the same time let's read in the book of, of, of numbers chapter 13 and the lord spoke to moses saying now i want you to hear what god said god says to moses send men to spy out the land of canaan which i'm giving to the children of israel from each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man everyone a leader among them so Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. I want you to remember, I want you to remember what God actually said to these people. He said, send men to spy, not send men to find out if we are able. Send men to spy the land of Canaan, which I'm giving. To, I am giving, I am giving, I am giving to the children of Israel. Not, not I am thinking about it. Okugana is to reject. Someone has, has told me that Okugana, it's to reject. The opposite of, of, of Okukiriza, which is to believe, is to reject. That when you walk in unbelief, you're rejecting the word of God. You're rejecting the, the, the provision of God, whatever that provision is. Now that is verse 2. Let's move to verse 21. So they went up and spied out the land of the wilderness from the wilderness of Zin, as far as Rehob, near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south and came to Hebron, Bichivichi, then they what? Then they came to the valley of Eskol, then verse 26, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron, and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Okay? The fruit. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. It sounds good so far. Not so. Then they add a word. Nevertheless. 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 You cannot add nevertheless to the word of God. He sent you to spy the land that he's going to give you. You can't say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, business looks good. God gave me a word to start a business in April. However, the moment you put however, you are rejecting. You cannot add. You, Eunice, Dr. Eunice says, unbelief is understanding your value. When you are so valuable that heaven knows what you deserve, that what you deserve, huh? a land flowing with milk and honey, but you put your nose up like, mm, exactly. Unbelief comes from just a lack of knowledge of who you are because these people still saw themselves as slaves. So slaves trying to inherit abundance it can't work because in their minds, 
you know it's like when you adopt a child who has been from a very poor home they they eat food as if when they are serving they are eating as if there'll be no food in the evening because they're used to one meal a day hmm? enslaved we've been enslaved these people they first say indeed it is a, a land of milk and hand flowing with milk and honey ha nevertheless <laughs> The people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. Or the Hittites, the Jebusites, the who? Then, the, then Caleb, a man of faith, quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel an evil report, is what the Bible calls it. An evil report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 33, very important verse. Numbers 13. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anna came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. The moment you see yourself through your eyes, you're too small to achieve the dream that God is placing in front of you. God never asked them to measure the land against themselves. He simply said, look, every time God calls you, he is simply, he shows you the end. First of all, there, there is no news in heaven. There is no news in heaven. Here is the thing. I'm going to even get out my notebook because I wrote so many things here. That first of all, God stands at the end of a matter. God stands at the end of a matter. Every time God comes to you, he comes to you with the way the thing is going to end. He doesn't come to you with her, uh, okay, you start that business and then we see if, if, if anything, now that corona has come up, Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't know what we are going to do. My friend, when God comes to you, he comes to you with the end of a matter. He starts to tell you that, look, start that business, marry that girl, marry that young man, etc. And then he tells you how it will end. Now, in between, why he tells you how the story ends is that when you meet contrary situations, you are unmovable. You are unmovable. You're like, I know how this story ends, okay? This marriage right now may be struggling, but you, man, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to submit to you. You, woman, I'm going to love you. You, children, even when your child starts to misbehave, maybe at a certain age, you say, it's okay. My children are told of the Lord. Great is their peace. I know why God gave me. There's a time my daughter was very, very ill. She was two years old, my firstborn child, and I started to honestly actually thought she was going to die. And I remember, out of the blue, a friend of mine who's very prophetic sends me a a message saying i was just here and i saw a vision of your daughter at six years of age do you know why god gave her that vision he didn't tell her to tell me that she's going to be well god showed her the vision for me to know that she can't die at two if you have seen a vision of her at six do you understand god gives us the end of the matter he tells these israelites spy the land which i am giving you not the land which i'm giving you to go and you die in it spy the land which i am giving you when god gives a word First of all, he's so excited. Do you know why he sent them to spy the land? Because, you know, if you imagine if, if, if you are the president of Uganda and you built houses for your three children and then you sent them to go and look at the houses and the area in which they are built. Are you sending them there when you, you're, by the time you send them, you're excited. You're like, go see the land, go see the houses, go see what I've done. God is so excited. Then we pour water on his joy. He's sending you there simply to be a signatory on the thing which he has already done. God doesn't 
doesn't start working when you've received the word. Before you received the word, he was already working. He simply gave you the word so that you would be aware and walk into a partnership and sign on the dotted line of the agreement. Eh? He comes with to, at the end of a matter. He, say, he's, he, he, he invites us into his plan and he's excited. He's like, oh, I'm so excited that my daughter or my son has started that business. Now for you, you're looking at coronavirus and the losses which you have made. I've even had, I've even mixed L and R. That you've made, your, you've, you're looking at losses being made. But he showed you that this is going to be your best year. 2020 was going to be your best year financially. Do you know why he showed that to you? Because he knew that in the middle you would see things that would be contrary and he needs you to only recognize what he has spoken. Because he sent them to spy the land and look at the deal that he had given them. They come back with the report of the strength of the enemy. Now I want you to realize something here, children of God. Men go, 12 men go. Same people, all of them are under covenant with God. They spy the same land. They come back with two reports. And that's what is happening even right now. In a time where that situation is when you need faith more than ever before. Because remember, faith is okukiriza to allow what God has spoken to be true and every man a liar. And remember, okugana is to reject. It's the opposite of faith is unbelief. And unbelief is so terrible. Because unbelief is spitting in the face of God. I gave you an example of you're the president. You've built a house for your three children. You've sent them to the houses. And you've sent them to go and see what you've done. By the time you sent them, it's a finished work. It's a surprise. Go see the thing that I have been planning for you and that I've already done. Go and have a look at it. Then you come back and your report to your father is you are crying. Why are you crying? The, your, your, the father, your father is the president. He sent you to see the land. You've come back crying. Say, why are you crying? You don't like the house? No, the, the house is good. It's actually beautiful. The flowers are exactly how we have dreamt of them. They are like a magazine picture. However, daddy, it is the most insecure place in Uganda. And also, daddy, the people who live there, eh, 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 they are so strong. Mananke, the people who live there are of the political whatever, which don't like us. Excuse me, the moment your father is the president. You think by the time he built for you houses there, he did not know these issues? It, the moment you start to live there, it becomes the most secure place in Uganda. Why? Your father is the president. If he needs to, he can build a new barracks in the area to protect you. Do you understand? He's already excited. You come with your carnality. What? You, you, you as the daughter of the president, you're the one who actually thinks, or the son, you think you have more clevers than the person who built those mansions for you and sent you there. He sent you there to come and tell him to appreciate Hey, and he sent them at the time of fruit, when fruits were being harvested, so that they would go and see that a grape, one bunch of grapes needed to be carried by two strong men on a, as in it was, it was so fruitful, it was so beautiful, he wanted them to go and see that this is such a good land. Instead, they come back saying, whoa, we, we, are, we are dead. We are dead. The things we found there. Let me tell you something, friends. God invites us into his done deal, and he expects excitement. Because belief is excite, brings joy and excitement. Every situation, God is at work and the enemy is also at work. Because you, when you pick sides, when you pick fear, you've chosen another side of unbelief, rejection. Fear, the way faith attracts the things of God, fear attracts the things of the devil. And let me tell you, friends, the devil is not your friend. The devil has one assignment, to steal, to kill, to destroy. That's it. Fear, every time I recognize fear in my life and I'm about to make a decision based on fear, I stop myself vanangi. Do you know why? Fear is poisonous. Fear is dangerous. Fear is not cute. 
unbelief is terrible. Do you see how Jesus reacts to unbelief? See how God reacted to unbelief when you read Numbers 14. He was so angry, he even said, let me destroy all these people. Because he understood that they cannot receive the things that I have promised, that I have already not promised. Because I think sometimes that's our problem. When God gives a word, we think it is going to come to pass. No, my friend. When God speaks a thing, it has happened. It's over. Do you understand? It is done. It's not as good as done. It is done. When God says you're healed, whether there's still pain in your body, you are healed and you need to acknowledge it. Then it, when it shows up, it's not when it showed up. It happens in the spirit before you can even see it in the flesh. But look at what happens to these people. They added to the report of God. They came back and said, the land flows with milk and honey. The land bears divine fruit. You know, unbelief can begin by, yeah, 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 yeah. marriage works sometimes. Yeah, I mean, business can work even when things have been tight. You know, you recognize what God can do. Then you say, however, the moment you add the however, the moment you add the but, you've canceled the thing that God has spoken. Friends, don't add to the word of God. Don't add to the word of God. What is, what did God say to you? Maybe God gave you a word that you would get pregnant and have children. And right now you've waited seven years. My friend, don't say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's going to happen. No, it happened. That day he spoke, your womb became fruitful. But the word, the seed may take a while for you to see with your eyes the fruit of it. But friends, when God speaks a thing, it, do you realize that in Genesis, God said, let there be light, but he created the sun, moon, and stars, I think, on day three. So he said, let there be light, but there was no sun. Do you, do you understand that when God speaks a thing, it has happened. It's not about to happen. I want us to have a reverence for the word of God. That <laughs> Caleb, Bambi, Caleb, Caleb, still, Caleb, I don't know, depends on where, where you went to primary school. That, that, that both people of faith and people who have unbelief, we both acknowledge the things of God, by the way. But the pro, unbelief adds to the word of God. Faith has a period. It says, God said it, period. God said it, period. F faith, faith, faith does not add to, does not add a however. However, however, no. Whatever, do not, do not, do not, do not acknowledge anything contrary to what the word of God is saying. Don't, don't add to it. Don't add, don't say, yeah, you know, I mean, we're a disease-free zone, but you people, we need to be careful. No, we, uh, but, not but, not but. Because when you add to the word of God, you have added poison. You know, you know, God reacts so badly, in, according to us, to, to the unbelief of these men. Because these men are speaking and saying, but, but, but her. Yes, 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 yeah, the place is good, but... Do you know that even the devil recognizes what God is doing, but he adds to it. He comes and twists the word of God. Twists the word of God. Even the demons acknowledge and believe that God is alive, but that is not enough. You must stick, hold fast to your confession. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than us. Do you realize that at no point did God ask the report of the strength of the Israelites? He didn't. He just said, go and look at the land that I'm giving you. I've not asked what you think. I'm giving it to you. When God says... Uh, I'm giving the thing to you. Like, maybe it's because we don't know who God is. The Bible says in Daniel, I think it's it chapter 11, verse 32, that the, those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. 
that when you know the person, the God, the, the, the being who is speaking to you, the one who gave you that word, he's infallible. He cannot speak a thing and he doesn't. When he speaks it, it happens. It has actually happened. It's not about to happen. You know, so we are not trying to activate and make God do it. We are simply signing on the dotted line and saying, I agree with you, Lord. This thing is ours. Contrary situation, you're temporary. You're going to pass at the end of the day. I agree with what God has said to be true. At no point did God ask the report of the strength of the Israelites. And the Bible says they brought an evil report of the land which they had seen to the children of Israel by saying certain things. What report are you bringing to your circumstances right now? What report are you bringing to your family? What report are you bringing to your business? What report are you bringing <laughs> to your employer? What report are you bringing to your health what report are you bringing to your relationships right now especially if the situation is contrary to what god said to you what report are you bringing friends unbelief will cost us because you know what happened to this entire generation of israelites they did not enter the promised land it had already been given it had already been given it had already been given but they could not enter it they could not enter into it because of their unbelief unbelief is poisonous Unbelief is dangerous. God does not and will never empathize with your unbelief and my unbelief. He can't. It annoys him. It breaks his heart. Do you know why? It's poisonous. Let me tell you, if I found a snake right now in my compound, a big snake moving around, I wouldn't empathize with it and say, you know, we allowed the grass to grow. I'm the snake. Let's get a small stick and push it and make sure that it gets out. Safely, it goes out of the, of the, of the compound. My friend, I'm going to scream. I'm going to become like a nice Nigerian woman. I'm going to kill that snake and all its children if I find them or even a suspicion of them. Do you understand why? It's poisonous. It's deadly. Unbelief is like that. It's a poisonous snake lurking in the, in, in the, in the garden of your heart. And you destroy it. How do you destroy it? By faith. How? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right now, when the situation is contrary in your life, or in your business, or in your relationships, or in your, among your children, or in your health, or wherever it is, is when you need to pick out the sword of the spirit and start to kill that snake. And start to kill that snake. Start to speak life. Start to hear every someone you can on healing. Every someone you can on dominion. Every someone you can on faith. Everything. Why? You're refusing to allow the snake to reproduce in your heart and bring more, more snakelings. I don't know what the children of snakes are called. Don't allow unbelief. It is poisonous. It is dangerous because it is a rejection of the things of God. We just said that in Luganda, to believe is okukiriza. So to unbelieve is oku, okugana, to reject, the, to reject the promises of God, to reject the word of God. Refuse unbelief because let me tell you, friends, let me show you a scripture in Hebrews chapter 4. Let me show you a scripture. Hebrews chapter 4. Four, verse 2. It says that, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they had did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who had it. Friends, when we do not mix the word with faith, it is unprofitable. 
It is unprofitable. What is faith? Faith is refusing to let go of the word of God. It is to speak it. It is to declare it in the midst of contrary situations. It is to just to stick to the word of God. That the word, you may be here, you're hearing what I'm teaching. You've had sermons. You had words from January. Some of you have not even gone back to review those words, things that God told you to do that now make sense now. Don't allow that poisonous snake of unbelief to beget children in your heart. Don't allow your mouth to speak. Don't take lies of the enemy and start looking at the land which God told you that it is beautiful, it is luscious, it is for you, your, that your marriage is going to be prosperous. And now you want to hand in the divorce papers because now, in fact, your spouse is home all the time. Things are, it's time, it's not time to bring up the arguments, all the things you wanted to bring up in the past. It's time to heal that marriage. It's time to work on that business. It's time to go back in the books of accounts. It's time to ask God, Father, we are regrouping. Big things are coming for my business. I'm going to recover. I'm going to outrun this situation. It's going to be our most profitable year yet. Yes, find the scriptures. Deuteronomy 28, I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed when I'm at home not working. I'm blessed when I'm out there working. I'm blessed in everything I touch is blessed. Everything, I have dominion. It's my birthright. Abundance is my birthright. My friend, you continue to declare the word of God, especially when the situation and the circumstance is contrary. That's when you need to speak life. No one needs medicine when they are feeling well. Faith comes by hearing. How much are you hearing? These guys, 10 of them rejected the, 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 the promises of God. They went and saw a good land and came back with only what was not working. Friends, don't mix the word of God with unbelief. Mix the word of God with faith. Mix, don't be passive. Faith is not passive. Faith is, you know, you know how the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That does not sound sweet. And yeah, he's, he's still. How many of you have thieves who come and knock at your door gently and then kneel down and say, may I please steal your mattress? No, thieves are violent. They use fear as a tactic. They come, they scare you, they make noise, they bang things, they show you machetes or whatever. The thieves are not gentle. Now, you cannot also now, Sembu, you react to the thief gently say please sir don't rob me please sir you what you do my friend you learn to scream like a muganda woman you let out a scream and sometimes even you you release and they run release your faith right now the bible says that since john the baptist until now the kingdom of god has suffered violence and the violent take it by force not the passive take it by force not the fearful take it by force no you speak life right now you Take your word by, for, by force. You take the promises of God by force. You say, God, you gave me a word. I will not let it go. I know what my father spoke. I decree it. I declare it. Abundance is my portion. It is who I am. Don't be absent. Don't be absent. Don't take a faith vacation, my friend. This is the time to decree the word of the Lord. Let me show you another scripture in Hebrews chapter 3. This one, is it scares me. Verse 12. He starts with the words, Hebrews, that is 3 verse 12. Hebrews 3 verse 12. He says, beware. When you see the word beware, it means something dangerous is around the corner. Beware of dogs. Beware of snakes. Those are dangerous things. He says, beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Can you imagine? Unbelief is called an evil heart and they tell us to beware of it like how you beware of dogs. Beware of unbelief. Beware of that that has started telling you that oh things are going to get tighter mm, 
you think things are tight yet they are going to get tighter oh you you remember your grandfather at this age actually died in fact in your business your in your in your family and post that businesses they crumble you see you started the business corona came mm -hmm. you had just invested in the hotel industry my friend you shut up the enemy how with your mouth and with the word of god you get the sword of the spirit because the word of god in hebrews 4 12 the bible says that but that the word of the lord is living and powerful it's living the word of god is not words in a book the word of god is living and powerful it is living and powerful it is sharper than a double-edged sword it is alive so when you get it and speak it friends it's it's a living thing it's killing it's creating it's destroying it's not just a passive i don't know i don't know how we think of the word of god sometimes because how you think of the word of god determines how you'll use it the word of god is a powerful tool but it's powerful in the hand of a believer the word of god is living and powerful it is sharper than any two-edged sword it is it is the thing that you need to be decreeing and declaring so friends unbelief is dangerous unbelief is dangerous unbelief will cut you off from the promises of god and let me tell you no one can believe for you believers children of god you know the area where we struggle the most my friend Eunice dubango keeps has said it before that we are word poor we are so poor in the area of the word that the enemy can rob us any day why we have no defensive weapon we have no defensive weapon hmm? the enemy wants to rob rob you because you do not have the word of god you don't have a sword when a thief comes into your house none of you is cute about it you scream you shout you call the police even the most even the most calm person when a thief comes near them my friend they get violent now understand that faith is violent faith is aggressive faith is not passive one of the people of faith who i love and enjoy is pastor sam mukavi pastor sam mukavi my god he there's nothing everything is violent for him he doesn't take anything lying down my friend sickness comes the way he talks to sickness tells it if you if you kill my wife i'll marry another one like look devil do your worst i'm not going to allow fear in my heart friends friends faith is a powerful tool but faith depends on how much word you know you see if a situation comes and you don't know the promises of god to stand on of course fear is going to attack you if you are in a house and you had serious machine guns and a thief came in with with, with a kitchen knife and you don't know that you have machine guns you're going to be robbed but if you just pull out your gun and point it and say Sebo, what has brought you here that man is going to run away you have a superior weapon but when you have a superior weapon and you don't know that you have it and 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 a thief comes you're going to be robbed the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy don't hand over you will have a superior weapon but that weapon is the word of god it is the word of god these guys had a superior weapon it was the word of god god had given them a word god had told them that look go and see the one which i have given you go and see the land i have given you but they went in thinking let's go and see the the land which god is going to give us huh huh that's not what god said he said go spy the land which i have already given you what word has god given you when it, the disciples in the boat the famous story of them in the boat fear gripped them because they forgot that when they got into that boat jesus said let's cross over to the other side that was the word that he gave them and they simply needed to remember that no jesus said let's cross over to the other side we are not buying we're not dying here hmm? we're not going, going to die here 
okay? And, 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 and then Peter, Jesus told him, walk to me. But Peter walked and then started seeing the waves and then started sinking. He got, Jesus is like, now what happened to you? Eh? This is the year of extraordinary levels of faith. That means this is the year of taking in more word than you have ever taken in in your entire life. Now, instead of going home right now and eating a lot of mandazi, by the way, I baked very good mandazi at my home, so I'm not against mandazi, and sleeping and just calling upon the Lord and waiting for corona to pass. My friend, arm yourself now. Arm yourself. Get in the word of God. Read the Bible. Speak the word of God put scriptures all over your walls right now just get aggressive and say every promise you have spoken devil you've given me a tie break to get in the word you're in trouble by the time i come out i'm going to be so powerful i'm going to be so dangerous that the enemy is going to say why did i bring corona in uganda that girl that man has woken up but instead of now some of us have entered spiritual sluggishness we are waiting for corona to pass and yet god is saying call to me and i'll answer you and show you great and unsearchable things that you know nothing about my friend God has invited you to a certain land. What has he invited you to? What has he invited you to? What has he invited you to? Get in the word of God. Get aggressive around the word of God. It was the same group of people. They saw the same land. They had two different reports. Why? Unbelief was working in some people and faith was working in other people. Caleb and, 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 uh, and Joshua, what they did is that they focused on the word of God. They said, no, 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 no. We are well able to, to, to handle this thing. My friend, you are well able to run a successful business right now right now god knew you'd be alive right now and you'd be in business you're well able to have a great marriage right now you're well able to raise great children teenagers right now you're well able to have perfect divine health right now you're well able to excel in that university education right now you're well able to cover your rent right now you're well able be like caleb and speak and say we are well able why god is on our side i am well able i am well able why according to the word of the lord he has spoken and said i am a tither i cannot go it's impossible. You need to stick with the word of God. And when the enemy meets such people, when thieves come, they mark certain houses and say, those ones have machine guns. Don't go there. You'll end up dying. Many of our friends died before. Demons will alert each other and say, don't go to that household. There's too much weapon, my friend. But there are places where the enemy plays around. Why? You're in fear. You're in unbelief. And you're empowering it. Reject rejection. Reject rejecting the word of God. God hates unbelief because it's dangerous to you as a believer. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. It's like a snake in your yard. It's like a snake in your bedroom lying next to you and you, you, you know, just massaging the snake and saying it's so cute. It's not cute. The devil is not your friend. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Get in agreement with God. As I close, in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says that do two walk together unless they agree to do so. Friends, God has provided by faith by grace he has provided like for the israelites he had provided this land by grace they didn't work for it but they must they needed to agree they needed to sign the contract it's like now if you came and gave me a check of 50 million shillings but i needed to sign somewhere and i refused because i'm like mm. i told you me i failed to receive an upgrade at the beginning of this teaching because guess what I was too suspicious. I was in unbelief. I rejected an upgrade. Some of you are rejecting it. Walk in agreement. Just sign on the dotted line. How? Agree with God. Find promises around prosperity. Find promises on favor. Find promises of uncommon favor, uncommon grace, uncommon, I don't know, promotion, uncommon, uncommon things in the Bible. And start saying, that's my portion. That's my portion. And let me tell you to watch out for something. How you know that you have a problem? 
is when people who give good reports start irritating you. In this season, maybe you're getting irritated by people like Unisa Dubango, Moses Mukisa, Beatrice Biemanzi, and all those people who are excited about God and speaking life right now. You're like, you people, let's be sensitive. Think bad things are happening. My friend, my friend, I just told you that thieves are violent. The thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy. I've never found a person who has come to steal, kill and to destroy and they are stealing and killing and destroying gently. They are violent. You need to get violent, but your weapons are not the same. Your weapon is the word of God. My friend, these children of Israel, when Caleb quieted them, the Bible says that when he told them that, look, we are well able, they picked up stones to stone him. Unbelief is dangerous. You even start saying, those people are not realistic. They don't understand. They live in a bubble. Don't wake me up from my bubble. But don't also bring your poison into my bubble. Don't allow yourself to be like the rest of the world. If you mourn like them, what's the difference? Some of you, your family members are looking to you and saying, this is the Molokole. Let's see how they respond. You should be speaking back gently and saying, we're not going under. Everything is going to be well. We're overcoming this thing. Corona, corona ended in the spirit already. We have moved on to greater things. Soon there's going to be an open market. What are you going to do when the wealth transfer begins? Are you going to be when you are in the secret place and God showed you? My friend, let us close today. Mix the word of God with faith. Knowing the word is not enough, you must agree with it. You must speak it until you actually believe it. You actually believe it. Why? You are in this world, but you're not of this world. Don't acknowledge anything contrary to God's word. Don't agree with anything contrary to God's word. And I mean that. Get violent. I've just told you about a snake and a thief. How many of you here, if you find a thief in your sitting room in the middle of the night, you go and say, hey, would you like some tea? Ah, oh, man, things, I know things have been, what else do you want? I can also give you my television. Eh? Even if you're a small person like me and you find a big Kanyama man there, at least use your voice to make noise. What do you have? How much what do you have? Because some of you now are feeling bad. I know little what. The little you have, what are you using it for? Because you see, strong meat belongs to those who by reason of use, use exercise the senses. Have you exercised the word of God? I have the same muscles, I believe. I believe. Maybe I may be wrong. But as Mr. Kampala, but my friend, Mr. Kampala has been exercising those muscles. That's why they've grown big and bulged. Exercise the faith you have. I just told you faith is the word of God. It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith is what you use to overcome. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Our faith. We are people of faith. We are people of faith. But you can't be a person of faith, but you're not in the word. You have to be in the word of God. I even went ahead and wrote a book of how to enjoy your Bible. I put together a teaching that has helped. But people, people don't want to even buy the book and learn how to read the Bible. They want to depend on only a devotional. No, get into the Bible. This is the time for you to start reading big chunks of the word of God. Don't acknowledge anything contrary to God's word. Don't put a however. That's what the children of Israel did. They said the land is good. It flows with milk and honey. However, the moment you put a however, you've put poison in my tea. And I like tea, people. Don't put poison. Don't put poison in the word of God. Don't put weeds in the garden of God because they will choke the good, the good stuff. Friends, don't acknowledge anything contrary to God. Secondly, remember that unbelief is dangerous. It cuts us off from what God has already given by grace. God has already provided. He gave you a word before this year began. He gave you a word five years ago. He gave you a word concerning that child. He gave you a word concerning that marriage. He gave you a word concerning your health. He gave you a word concerning that business. He gave you a word. Don't release it. Don't release that word to the enemy because faith is single-minded. 
Faith is not double-minded. Faith is single-minded. Wherever you are right now, I want to tell yourself, unbelief is evil and I refuse to participate. Say it. Say, unbelief is evil and I refuse to participate. Chase that snake out of your compound. Remember, the report of heaven never changes. It never changes. God did not change his mind. God has not changed his mind about what he spoke to you months ago, years ago. No. The report of heaven never changes. What you need to do is agree with that report. Don't remove your signature from the dotted line. Don't remove your signature from the dotted line. Faith is activated first in your mouth. So what are you allowing out of your mouth right now? Because how you see yourself will determine how you see the situation and how you respond to it. These guys say that when they saw the Amalekites, that when they saw the sons of Anak, the giants, that they were as grasshoppers in their sight. That may be true. I may be a grasshopper before the giant or before the economy. But you see, the moment I put God in the equation, he's the one who's taking over the land, not me. I'm just a signatory, my friend. Everything changes. It's no longer, it's no longer about me. So friends, the report of heaven does not change. Consider the original report only and measure everything against it. As I close, I'm going to read that scripture again in Hebrews. Chapter 3. The first verse, I'm going to read a few verses there. Verse 1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. Friends, eyes off yourself, eyes on Jesus Christ. Consider Jesus. Don't consider the situation. Don't consider the, the current report because it's temporary. Consider that Jesus Christ, the apostle and high priest of our confession. What are you confessing? He's the apostle of your confession. He makes it come to pass. And then verse, <laughs> verse 12. Beware, I read that earlier and we are closing. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Unbelief is evil. Even in the scripture reading Numbers, the Bible says that those men gave an evil report. And guess what? They cut themselves off from the promised land. Don't cast, cut yourself off from what God has given don't cut yourself off from what God has given. God has provided. Receive. How? Hold on. Don't let go of the promises that God has given. And then chapter 4 of Hebrews. Actually, let me read for you chapter, chapter 3, verse 16 to 19. For who, having heard, rebelled? He's asking a question. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? You know that unbelief is disobedience. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Can you imagine verse 19 of chapter 3? They could not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. I refuse to participate. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. And you know how? Speak the word. Get in the word. Get it into your heart. Get it out of your mouth. Let your ears hear it. Get violent. I told you that the thief is violent. Get violent. Get violent with your belief in God. Speak the word. Speak it. Speak it. Especially when the situation is contrary. And so verse 19. Have you seen chapter 3 verse 19 of Hebrews? So we see that they could not enter in. Not because of their weakness. Not because of their lack of prayer and fasting. Not because, but because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. Unbelief is so dangerous. It will cut you off from the life that God has already prepared for you. 
because you know what unbelief refuses to sign on the dotted line god has provided divine health he has provided divine finances he has provided divine relationships he has and in there is instruction in the word of god of how to receive these things by principle but unbelief refuses to take action based on the word of god and takes action based on circumstance i've been telling people for example this is the best time to be generous why isaac sowed in the time of scarcity this is the best time it is planting season so that when the harvest time comes you are harvesting it is planting season but you know what we start to think ha things are tight according to the world hmm. we should hold on to the money no and no and i'm not saying that you shouldn't have savings or take care of yourself i'm saying don't start withholding more than is necessary this is a time to sow because faith gives when it is contrary <laughs> faith does not withhold faith loves when it's difficult to love faith honors when it's difficult to honor faith gives its best right now you should be preparing yourself for abundance because it's coming and but your actions my actions are going to tell how i if I, what i believe chapter four we're going to end with the verse that we talked about for indeed verse two the gospels preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they had did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who had it. Mix the word with faith, my friends. Remember, okukiriza is to, to agree with God. Agree with God. Agree with God and violently disagree with the devil. How do you know that it is of the devil? Fear. Fear comes by hearing and hearing the news of the world. Remember, in heaven, there is no news. The report does not change in heaven. If God said you're blessed, you're blessed. If God said you're healed, you're healed. If God said you're prosperous, you're prosperous. If he says your children are taught of the Lord, they are taught of the Lord. Whatever he has spoken comes to pass. It does not change because circumstances has changed. I agree with God. We need faith when the report is contrary. Faith produces action. And friends, the end of faith is obedience. So walk in obedience to the word of God. Speak the word. Act on the word. Get more of the word in. Speak more word. Act more on the word. Get more word in. Speak the word. Act on the word. Get more work in. Just keep in the word of God because faith overcomes. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Amen. It's a good word. It's a good word. Hi. Welcome back from that. How was it? I hope you're inspired and all fired up and ready to take action. Remember, the magic is in the action. So do something this week with what you've had. Remember to subscribe to my channel, share with a friend, don't learn alone. And of course, I'll see you again next week with another Faith Booster. See you.